0: My name is Mikaele Cruz. I am a technical project manager um, in the technology department at Strive Health, which is a relatively new startup. They uh, we got started back in 2018. Strive Healthcare is um, essentially a kidney care company, and what we deliver is essentially two sort of products, kind of wrapped up in one. What we do is we we collect a lot of data, and then we run that through a bunch of algorithms and AI, machine learning type things, and then we deliver insights to our, to our care coordinators or kidney heroes as we call them, and those are um, nurses and practice, uh, nurse practitioners that partner also with nephrologists to deliver kidney care. And so our main, the main patients that we focus on are those in that have cognitive kidney disease, and that can be any one of the five stages, and then uh, end stage renal disease, so ESRD. So those are the, that's essentially what we do. So I, in that area, manage, um, I'm a project manager for the technology arm. So I don't really get involved with a lot of things that are going on clinically. However, I do have counterparts who are clinical project managers that I speak with quite frequently. So when it comes to like data or integrations of different types of software that that need to talk to each other, I handle a lot of that. those projects. Project essentially is um, a temporary endeavor that will result in something unique, right? So if you are creating a brand new product and you're only making it one time, that's considered a project. If you are creating a brand new product and then, and then handing like the daily operations of manufacturing that product back to operations, that would itself be considered a, a project too. Um, however, doing something that is repetitive over and over again, wouldn't necessarily be considered a project, but a lot of companies will have project managers do that type of work. So it, it kind of just depends on what organization you're looking at, what a project manager is, um, and then they will also you also find different names really for like project managers uh, depending on what project management style that the company subscribes to. So tipi- traditional um, what they call waterfall waterfall style project management is what you, what you think of as construction, right? There's a very rigid uh, like plan, there's a very rigid um, budget and you execute against that very rigid plan and budget. Then there are other methodologies called like Agile or Scrum that a lot of software companies use. And those are a little bit um, more flexible when it comes to like the plan um, and the budget too. So it just, there's lots of different ways to cut it, but um, project managers are typically dealing with true projects that are temporary and result in a unique product or service or something like that. As a project manager, I have a bunch of different things that I guess I would be in charge of. Specifically with our department, I handle any new internal projects that, that we're taking on, so these wouldn't be necessarily client-facing, and then any projects that need to be managed for existing clients, so not new clients. Um, say we have a client that wants to add a certain patient population to to our services, that's, that's what I would handle um, organizing, getting that data transferred into our platform and then getting them enrolled into our program. On a daily basis, what my day looks like a lot of is uh, joining in on meetings, making sure that tasks are being um, handled appropriately and timely. Um, I collaborate with a lot of different people from a lot of different departments to make sure that um, everything is getting done and that I have a good list of what does need to get done for certain projects. So yeah, a lot of it is outlining what a project is. So that means like what is what do we want at the end of this project? What does this product look like? What does this service look like? Or what does that look like? And then going back from there saying, okay, what do we need to accomplish in order to get that done? Including all the people in that need to be included on it and then building a plan and then executing against that plan. And while you're executing against that plan, you're going to find a lot more detail that needs to be filled out. So just doing all of that work is essentially my day-to-day characteristics that would be really good uh, for this job. Things that I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily possess and still have to work on a lot is being very detail-oriented. Um, not something I was necessarily strong in in my younger days. Um, and you could probably see a lot of my classmates from college realize that, you know, he didn't know when due dates were. Very typical, very typical. So I'd have to ask other folks to like help me with that. So. But it's definitely a skill that's been helpful now. And there's a lot of tools, obviously, to help you manage that, like calendars and, and whatnot. But um, being very detail-oriented is, is a very um, big bonus for, for this job. It'll make this job a lot easier on you. Being detail-oriented is a skill I think that you can kind of build. But being naturally inclined that way would be pretty helpful. One of the things that makes our job a lot easier as project managers is to document everything. Right, like anything that's going on is to have it, to document what happened, what was the solution to that, to that problem, everything. Like documentation is really, really big because when you go back and like, let's say you have a project and then two years later you do a very similar project, having all of that documentation laid out will make this next project much easier, number one. But number two, it gives you a place to like learn to make future projects even better. So documentation is pretty key. Top skills you'd need as um, a project manager is communication. That's probably the first and foremost thing. Because um, you'll have to be dealing with a lot of people who you've never dealt with before. So leaning on being familiar with somebody and feeling comfortable with somebody already is not is not something that you can count on. So you'll have to be pretty comfortable um ha- uh, interacting with people who you never interacted with before. Um, you also encounter situations where um, you, somebody will tell you one thing to your face and then go around and send an email to somebody else, the very opposite, right? And that happens a lot. Um, so you have to be able to deal with those types of situations and then stand your ground, number one, and number two. Um, be polite and just nice. So communications is is paramount in being a successful project manager. Um, The other thing that I spoke about a little earlier was being detail-oriented. Having tools and techniques and methodologies to uh, document a lot of what's going on, to set due dates, to write everything down, those are all going to be really, really big on... um, on project management, right? Because um, the more you document, the more uh, it is less likely for you to have something fall through the cracks, you know, later on down the line in the project. You also have to be pretty, pretty good problem solver. Um, though you will have a lot of resources around you, potentially, in some, in some companies will give you a lot of resources, you will still be required to solve problems on your own, right? Um, or even just to incorporate people who need to be a part of the solution. So any project, almost any project you find anywhere is going to encounter issues. And you'll be the sole person responsible for making sure that you navigate your team around those issues. The interesting thing about project managers is that a lot of companies treat them differently. So for me, my path is um, I think somewhat homogenous to a lot of people is that there aren't really degrees in project management. So I happen to have um, a bachelor's and a master's in business administration and realized somewhere down the road that I had a lot of time managing projects. So what I found was this organization called the Project Management Institute, which is generally considered to be the gold standard for project management um, methodology, et etc., and their requirement in order to become a certified project management, project management professional, so that's when you see, maybe you've seen this before, it's PMP as the, um, as the initials at the end of the name. Um, in order to get that, you, or in order to be qualified to test for that, you have to do, um, I believe it was 4,000 hours of project management experience which does get audited. So you, you have to be able to prove that you were managing those projects. So you have to put like people you worked with exactly um, what you worked on, et cetera. So just that part of the application, for instance, took, took me like almost 20 hours just to fill up that part of the application. Um, and then after that, you have to do uh, a 35-hour course. Um, there's lots of places you can get you can get that education. And then you take the test, which is a four-hour test. Much to, much to like this degree of what you remember from doing like the SAT or something like that. It's very similar. So that's kind of how I navigated that. A lot of project managers you will find out there are not uh, certified by anybody um, like the PMI that I am um, certified by. However, there are other certifying bodies too. You can you know get a certificate in Agile or Scrum And those will actually have different names. They won't necessarily be called like a project manager. Some of them will be called like a scrum master. Um, You can get, yeah, different certifications from different uh, certifying bodies. And a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll collect several of them from several of these uh, certifying bodies, right? So, so like PMI, they have multiple, they don't just have the one PMP they have. Um, other like endorsements for specific types of uh, project management so like they have an agile endorsement you can get as well for your PMP Um, so there's a lot of different ways to go about it however there are a lot of project managers who don't have any of this formal training or formal certifications however having a a formal training or formal certification like this will definitely um, get you further in the interview process because it's something that they the employer feels that they can trust because you did take a test because you are certified in that area. One of the things that like, I noticed is a lot of universities are offering like um, project management um, courses or certificates, but at the end of the day, having, having done that, you still have to take a test in order to actually get a, a recognized certificate right, or um, uh, certification. So if you're really interested and you have no project management experience, what you can do is you can get the CAPM um, certification from the PMI, and that will kind of give you the knowledge base in order to get started, right? And this would be a certification that could get you to become like a project coordinator where you'd be working under a project manager, and then you'd be able to get all your hours to actually test for your PMP. That's really where I would start if you're interested in something like this. However, if you do have Four thousand documentable hours. Um, it's either two thousand or four thousand. I can't remember. But if you do have that amount of time, I would say go for uh, the PMP. Do You know, study for that. Find a place that you 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 feel comfortable learning from. There's a lot of different um, options out there, and then study for your test and take it. That whole process of taking that uh, taking that class and then studying for the test took me about three or four months. And I was being pretty aggressive on it, like doing quite a bit of hours every day. So it could potentially take somebody, you know, six months to a year if you're doing, if you're, you know, have a big full-time job, kids, et cetera. Healthcare is something that I think kind of runs in my blood. Um, Not something I wanted to do necessarily at all. However, I grew up around it. My mother's a PA. My dad is a physician. My two sisters are nurses. Well, one of them is a nurse practitioner. The other one is in school to become a nurse practitioner. So it's, I'm the one black sheep that wasn't in the healthcare field. You know, I I tried my hand at like several different jobs and being in like a consumer products industry um, to being my own like freelance. Healthcare was really the one that Felt like I was making the most difference in. When for me, you know, I got really bored of selling products to people on social media. Like that was fun for a while until you get it figured out, and then you're like, "Wow, this these people who are buying this don't really need this thing." You know, it's just uh, it's just crafty marketing, and um, so that's what kind of led me away from just from doing marketing and trying to do something a little bit different. But that's also what led me away from from consumer industries and towards towards healthcare is because you do have a sense of urgency with a lot of the things that you're doing. You have a sense of um, that you're making a difference really, you know, because healthcare is something that um, you know many people believe Believe now to be a right for 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 folks, and you know I'm I'm not disagreeing with that in any way. It's 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 something that people need access to, and finding ways to make it better and smoother is is really really I feel like my calling, right? So like a company like where I'm at right now, um, Strive Health, um, we're really trying to innovate on on the healthcare model and make it better, right? Because We've in, here in America, we're so lucky to have one of the best healthcare systems out there. The unfortunate thing that we, ha- the biggest problem we have, is that it's crazy expensive. It's more expensive than most the most countries, and we pay for that because a lot of uh, a lot of the folks here are innovating, and you you we incur the cost that the rest of the world doesn't have to incur because we're at the front line. And so places like like Strive Health that. Are um, really pushing the edge of how to make things more efficient and make care better, make care more affordable by providing better outcomes is really is really an awesome thing. All you really need in order to make this make this a, be a successful project manager, um, as far as you know, like physical tools. There's a lot of software out there that you can use as well. Um, obviously, Zoom or GoToMeeting or any one of those, like virtual communication software, that is massively important. Having a good headset, if you've got some things going on in the background, this is really crucial. Good lighting is, is, is really important. Um, I just got this really nice, massive lamp that goes over my desk that changes colors. And that's pretty sweet. Um, a very nice, comfy chair is is also hugely important. So finding things that make you a little bit more efficient is, you know, pretty big. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of tools and things out there that other type, other industries would need. So like if you're a construction project manager, I'm sure steel-toed boots would be, you know, on the list of things that you'd need. But um, for working from home, there's a lot of really good... Um, technology out there that you can find pretty easily for that. Every single day, a new person gets added to my list of people I have to interface with on a project. So the internal technology team right now, I believe is like 30 or 40 individuals. And I have to interface with at least 25% of them on a weekly basis, if not more, probably more. And then um, not to mention all the other folks outside of technology that I have to um, interface with as well. So for a small company, I would say that I do have to um, communicate with a lot of different people. Um, That being said, as a project manager, you will be communicating with a lot of different people regardless of the company that you're in. And that goes um, not just internal people, we talk to external folks, people outside of our company very, very frequently, at least once or twice a day for different companies. My job description basically said up to 25% travel post-COVID, right? Because I was hired during the COVID era. So they were saying we're all remote right now, but when we're not up to 25%. Um, so yes, there could there potentially could be travel in this, in this job, but no um, commute time. So that's nice commute from bed to this room, which is about 12 feet, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that project management is a good career for somebody who wants to make a, a pretty good living. I've seen project managers make anywhere from, you know, 75 to 150. It just depends um, on what, you, what type of projects you're managing. I know that, for instance, um, construction project managers make a lot of money. And that's because they're handling really, really, really big projects. Um, for instance, a, a position like mine, at, like a larger organization, um, would probably be even close to like 150, 200, um, working on really, really big IT projects that would include like doing all of the computers for a hospital, right? Something like that, that is a multi- multi-million dollar project where I think that project would probably be like a 50 million dollar project right so those type of project managers would make a pretty significant amount of money I can see how a lot of people would think that project managers are somewhat worry warts or sticklers for the details and are a little bit pushy right a lot of times there's like a a fight between resources and those are people who work on the project versus the project manager where the project manager wants to know exactly how long something's going to take to get done and the person doing the work is like I don't really want to tell you the you know what I mean because I don't know and um, there is some friction in that regard um, but other than that I don't think that there's really like a, a stigma like an accountant might have or something <laughs> you know. My favorite part about this job is how many different departments and different people and different experts you get to interface with on a very regular basis. For instance, um, sometimes I, I feel like, oh man, I'd really maybe one day like to be a software engineer because it looks really fun what they're doing. And then the next day I'm like, man, these guys over here on the clinical side doing clinical design are doing really fun stuff. And that would be fun to try out too. And what's really nice is that I do work with both of them. You know, um, I don't have to decide which one I like to do because I get to do both. So I think there's a lot of freedom in project management in that, in that regard, because if you become a pretty good, uh, a good project manager in one industry, you'd be able to transition to a different industry pretty, pretty well. Um, So for instance, right now I'm in healthcare technology, but if I wanted to go to like finance technology, that wouldn't necessarily be all that different. Um, There would a lot of the same core competencies. Core competencies would transfer pretty well. I think that going from a job like I'm in right now to doing like construction project management would probably be difficult though, so, because those are very, 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 very different, and the style of project management is also slightly different. One of the things that I find difficult is time management, and this is because so much of my time is spent communicating with people that it's hard to like set time to just you know actually get everything organized and actually get into the work that I, as a project manager, have to complete. So yeah, that's, that can be difficult. Um, I, I wouldn't say that's my favorite thing to do. Um, it would be really, really nice to be able to pass that off like to have to somebody junior to me. Um, and this is maybe an answer to one of your previous questions is that like certain organizations will hire project managers that will be above project coordinators. And project coordinators would do a lot of that skill work of documenting and you know getting kind of doing all of that, which is which would be really nice to be honest in my current position, but (laughs) a lot of those types of things, they just take time. As far as being a project manager, I, I had a pretty good idea of what it would be like jumping in because of the certification I sought out in the, from, from the PMI. And before, before then I didn't have really, um, I never was. A, I never had a project management title, so um, they would just be me pro- managing projects as part of my my normal day job. Um, but so I had a pretty good idea there. So I would definitely have liked to have known about project management sooner. So if you're interested, do some research. Just do some googling. Um, the Project Management Institute, which is PMI.org, their website's a really good place to go. There's a lot of free stuff on there. There are um, things you have to like buy membership in order to like look at as well. But there's a lot of free resources on there and you can get started there as well. Um, Yeah, easily just Google things and you'll find something there. I think one thing I would like, would have liked to have known about this before it choosing me really, because my first healthcare gig was in high school or college, college. And I realized this then was that things move really, 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 really slow in healthcare? Really slow. That being said, you know, you just have to kind of expect that, right? Because healthcare is a big, big, big system and there's a lot sort of riding on it. So if it were to move too quickly, there's a lot of, you know, backlash that could happen, right? So um, just know that there's, You know, it does move slow. There's a lot of laws that govern it. So everything you do um, will have some sort of regulatory um, effect, right? So one of the big things that we have to deal with is HIPAA constantly. So like one of the, um, we have a whole department here that's just focused on on compliance for that. So anytime we want to get a project done, it has to go through them. And there's just extra steps you know, um, which makes sense because it's people's health that we're talking about. So any job you have, you have given, you have gives and takes, right? So in these positions, it would really depend on the type of company you work for, for work-life balance, because my company does a really good job at that. Like they give us awesome benefits. You know, I would definitely think that this is a good a good career for somebody to to jump into, Um, You wouldn't want to start this career, I think, while you're um, while you already have a lot of other um, responsibilities, because it does take a lot of time and then learning how how everything works would just be pretty, pretty cumbersome. However, if you have, I can imagine I don't have any kids, but I can imagine having young kids right now would be pretty, pretty challenging. Um, But however, if you had like older children who are like school age children, I think that would probably be fine. I think that the number one way to understand whether or not you want to be a project manager is to look at what a project manager does. Um, you know, and just a quick Google search will give you really what you want to know from that perspective. And then, if you're creative enough to kind of think through those responsibilities and then apply them to different industries, then you can really get an understanding of what you know whether or not this would be a good fit for you because. I don't, I really wouldn't want to be a construction project manager. Like I really wouldn't. That's not, that's not for me. Um. Uh, but technology, yeah, I'm all about it. And some others, some other folks who are construction project managers wouldn't want to do, wouldn't want to do the same job here in technology, right? Because they're very different. So if you definitely just do a quick Google search, I think you'll fi- you'll find what you're looking for. So if I were to go back and tell myself 18-year-old me, 18-year-old me, what to do next is I would tell him to not rush into into a four-year college. I would tell him to um, spend time because I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 18. For those folks out there who are committed to being like doctors or lawyers and they really want to get started on that, that's for them, you know, to go, to run right, into, um, run right into college. But if you don't know, there's nothing wrong with going to... Um, a community college and starting to figure that out and tasting, tasting a bunch of different things, right? Like I was lucky enough to have for healthcare to have found me, but I only got there because I was just trying different things. You know, I um, had this and still do have this very insatiable appetite for, for learning new things and nothing really kind of Set well with me until I found, until, well, like I said, healthcare kind of found me, right? Um, Especially healthcare technology, because there's just so much to learn and so much to be a part of that it's, if I didn't try new things and kind of get out of my comfort zone, then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have seen it. I can't stress um, the, the importance of having a good place to work, especially the um, younger professionals coming into this new COVID era, um, working on the couch just doesn't cut it. Like maybe for a couple hours in the day, that's fine. But you definitely need like a place to, to go to make that happen. And I know that's not necessarily in, in everybody's you know, budget or anything like that. But definitely trying to find ways to create a space for you to work in at home if you're working remotely, I think is really big. I like working from home. But I mean, having a place for you at home to work, right? Um, Like it's really hard to get work done in your own bedroom. You know, I have a very difficult time doing that. Um, So if you can set up like a little corner for yourself, like in the kitchen or something like that, where you're not next to, your, next to your bed and other distractions, that's, that's really helpful. Invest, invest in productivity, I guess, is a good, a good way to put it because everyone's a little bit different. I knew one of my neighbors before when he worked from home, he, had, um, he was working in the garage standing up all day on his computer, you know, and that worked for him. That would be probably pretty hard for me. <laughs> I'd start like tinkering on something else. I would tell everyone to avoid an MBA like the plague. Unless it's from Harvard, Harvard, or one of the top schools, they are useless. (laughs) Unfortunately, I have one. So I know. I'd resisted saying that. Some people really value those things. I don't want to like be disparaging. Because you learn stuff. It's just for most people, I think it's like if you were my if you were like my friend or my, my child, I would really advise against it unless you were to get it from like a top like five school. You know, um, alternative to that, I would do something like I did with the PMP. I would get a PMP, it's a lot cheaper. Um, you learn a lot more, it's more hands-on. People actually, I think a lot of, let's just say, when I got my MBA, I didn't get any more, I didn't get no one knocking on my door. As soon as I got my PMP, people started knocking on my door big difference and like whenever my, when my friend says oh I want to get an MBA and I'm like oh yeah what do you find what do you want to get your emphasis in they say finance and I'm like go get a master's in finance don't get an MBA with an emphasis in finance because you get more hands-on like actual knowledge an MBA gives you a lot of a little bit of everything which sure was maybe good like 20 years ago but it doesn't translate well into, into today's job market so an MBA is not exactly, um, as potent as it used to be. So you can do some, you can do more potent things with the same amount of money. That's where I would go with that. Because if you get an MBA from like a top, top 10 school, you're going to be working for likely, um, you know, like a venture capital company or something big anyways, you know? So if you're that, if you're in that kind of area, go for it, get the, get that top tier MBA. But And if you're like an executive already who needs to expand their business knowledge, an MBA is perfect for you. But somebody who's, you know, working a, a run-of-the-mill mill job right now, like I was stuck, I was stuck at like a nine-to-five um, uh, job that I didn't really like care for and I wanted to like advance. MBA did not help me advance out of that job. It was the, it was the PMP that helped me advance out of that job.